Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. But it's worth it. Take it from me, it's worth it. Why? This thought came to me today. You know, honey, you know, we read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. You know, I was sharing it in Proverbs yesterday in church. The Bible says, unto them that find them. You know, you can read the Bible and, and you see it and you don't see it. The Bible says, they are life unto those that find them. It means that the word of God is hidden. Otherwise, you won't have to find it. If you just read it on the surface and got it, then there will no need to find it. To find it, you have to dig. You have to seek. Because you see, when you read the Bible on the surface, all you get is the letter. You don't get the spirit. It is when you seek through prayer and consecration and dedication and honesty and humility that you now get the spirit and not just the letter of the scripture. So, this scripture... I've preached it for years. All of you know it if you come to this church. My, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. I've always applied it primarily to material prosperity, which is correct, very correct. The reason why we have not prospered to the degree we should prosper is because our souls have not prospered to that degree. But do you know it's exactly the same thing for health? Ah, I said, Lord, he said, you haven't emphasized that. He said, you always say, you know, prosper and be in health. He said, the, 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 the health, the, 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 the uh, healing and the health also will be the degree to which the soul prospers. The, the, the degree to which the soul prospers does not only apply to material and financial prosperity, it applies to healing and health. You want to enjoy full healing and health in 2024? Put Jesus in the presidential palace. Don't, don't put him in the garage. The same thing with material prosperity. I said this, you know, uh, I think it was last Sunday. The church is not rich. Yet, we're rich. Uh, let me quote it from scripture. This same Jesus, he's talking to the, one of the churches, Pergamos, I can't remember which one. doesn't matter. You know, he said, I know thy poverty, but thou art rich. And I'm saying the same thing to the church today. You know, I know your poverty. And now, of course, you know, we're, we're not poor, poor. But, you know, compared to what God wants us to have, the church is not rich. And you know the reason why? Jesus is in the garage of our hearts, of the hotel of our hearts. We don't give him the presidential suites. We, we behave like the people in Bethlehem. We put him inside, put him in the garage. So long as he's there, he guarantees our security to, for to go to heaven because he's in our house. But where, which room of the house of your heart is Jesus living in? That is the message of this Christmas. Make room for Jesus. 
in your heart. To enjoy a greater measure of healing and health. And so much is flying around now. I, you know, turn to your neighbor and say, don't miss pastors Sunday and New Year message. You know, on Sunday I'm preaching two messages. No, three. I'm going to, in the morning I'm going to preach the Bible study. And then I'm going to preach a message, which is, I'll tell you the, the title now. It's called, <clears throat> End Time Goshens of Refuge. Don't miss it. Then, in the evening, I'm going to preach my New Year message. I won't tell you that one. Come. It's coming attractions. But trust me, it's going to be something else. By the grace and the mercy of God. You're not going to go into 2024 like this. Oh. I'll just give you a sneak preview of, of Sunday's message. Because it's contextual here of putting Jesus in the presidential palace, to a presidential suite of the hotel of your heart. Your heart is like a hotel. Put him top priority. I'm going to show you how to do it in a minute and we'll close. This is it. To enjoy certain levels of health, healing, protection, certain levels of material prosperity, our soul's must prosper to that degree. It's a direct proportionality. Those of us who did a little bit of maths, even O-level maths, you know, you know this, you know, it's a, even as, even as, it's direct proportionality. It means that, you know, the degree to which this one is, is the degree to which you get this one. And that's what has happened. That's why the church has not prospered and been in health to the degree that she should. We've enjoyed it to some degree, but not to the degree that we should. What happens to the unbelievers happening to us? Why? The church should be the richest institution on the face of the earth. According to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Say you'll be head and not tail. Above only and not beneath. You'll be blessed going in, you'll be blessed coming out. The people in the world will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. The Bible says that Isaac sowed in that land. And in the same year, he received a hundredfold and the Philistines envied him. How many unbelievers are envying you? Most of them don't envy you, they feel sorry for you. <laughs> they all these silly SUs. You used to call Christians SU, you know, scripture, you know. <laughs> you know, they don't mind them, you know. You know. I'll say it in Yoruba, then I'll translate to English. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, the average... Um, 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 Rich people in the world. I'm not talking about, you know, these people who just have a few coins. I'm talking about people who are really rich. You know, the people in the, you know, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, you know. One of the reasons why Christianity is not too attractive to them, and it's going to change. The Bible says men of stature will come because we don't challenge them. You know, these same, this same, this same pastors. You know, we talk a lot of uh, grammar on television, and all day they'll go and start begging these men behind them something. Yes, you know, then they'll be giving. You know, this one used to really bother me. 
You know, I've got, I've gotten over it now. You know, you see them giving testimony of private jet to people like Bill Gates. You're silly. <laughs> well, God did uh, bought a private jet for how much? <laughs> so they don't, they don't really respect you. Then you now come and tell him that God can do anything. He just laughs. But it will change. Because we're going to put Jesus in the presidential suite of the hotel of our hearts and take him out of the garage. Even Zoe Asta agrees with me. <laughs> Seriously, folks, we have to do this. And so we're going to close now. And what I'm going to tell you, the, the things I've told you before, they're easy. The Bible says, everyone says his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. Say it again. Say, everybody say his yoke is easy. His burden is light. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be afraid of what pastor is about to say. His yoke is easy. His, the, his burden is light. His commandments are not grievous. God has not asked us to do what we cannot do. You see, the problem has been two things or three. Number one, lack of knowledge. We don't really know what God wants us to do. We're doing our own version of what God wants us to do. Number two, when we do know it, we do it by the flesh or the effort of the physical, mental and physical effort that is tainted with the sin nature. So we find it very difficult. Works of the flesh will not please God. But when you learn to do it by the Spirit and the divine nature of which you are a partaker, you will find that the yoke is easy. You will find that the burden is light. And you will find that his commandments are not grievous. I got this uh, magnetic pen, so, hey, what's wrong with you? The problem with these electronic things. <laughs> it was sleeping eyes awake. <laughs> right, there we go. How? Uh, David, put up the illustration on the screen, so I'll do it from the screen. Good. Daily sequential steps. To make room for Jesus. There was no room for him in the hotel. But today I want you. Today your Christmas present to Jesus. Your birthday present. Is to check him out from the garage. And check him into the presidential suite. Hello. I remember one Jesus in the presidential suite. So he asked to have both hands up. Some of you have only one hand up. How many people want Jesus in the presidential suite? I got a trick question coming up. How many people are ready to pay for it? Presidential suite is expensive. People want that, but will you pay for it? Or it's easier to keep him in the garage. It won't cost you much. Which is what most people want. Daily sequential steps 
to make room for Jesus. Number one, these are things you do every day. They are not difficult things. Many of these things don't take more than two, three minutes. The question is honesty, sincerity of heart, and prioritization. That's why Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Do the first works. Don't get away from your first love. So let's do it. It won't take us a few minutes. Number one, every day at the beginning of the day, clean your heart with the blood of Jesus by honesty and humility of heart. I'm not going to go into detail. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. Then he goes on to say, if we say we have no sin, say we deceive ourselves. He said, if we say we have not sinned, he said, the word is not in us. Do you know that's the reason why the blood of Jesus, its efficacy is um, on the foundation of the honesty of the heart. If you say you have no sin, it, won't, it will not cleanse you. If you say we have not sinned, it will not cleanse you. And let me just make a quick distinction here. I said it when Pastor Kunle was ministering earlier on. Jesus didn't, know, Jesus didn't just come away to take our sins. He also came to take away our sin. Sin is the sin is the nature of sin. Sins are the acts that are the consequences of the nature. If you try and get rid of the sins without getting rid of the sin, you're going to have a problem. Houston, we got a problem. That's what happened to the church. People are trying to get away. They're going to get rid of sins without getting rid of sin. Sin is a nature. It's a corrupted divine nature. You use the blood of Jesus, watch this, to get rid of sins. And then you use the divine nature, the Zoe, the life of God, and the power of the Holy Spirit to get rid of sin. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, in verse 22, having our bodies washed with pure water. He's talking about the life of God. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness and the fear of God. That's dealing with sin. But the blood takes care of sins, acts that I've committed. And you need the two-pronged attack. Because if you take care of sins and you don't deal with sin, you know what you're going to have? We call it besetting sin. The thing we keep repeating. That's the definition. You go around, you're like the children of Israel. You're going around the wilderness. So you have compassed this mountain for too long. Turn ye northward. Put the man on the presidential in the presidential suite. Make room for Jesus. So that's number one. You know, and worship of God. Once you do your claim, you worship God. I've discovered ah, it's good to worship God. Though. Not only the show in church, it's not only your personal one-on-one. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be one hour. No, no, no. Five, ten minutes enough. Take a song. For instance, in my personal life, my personal religious thing, um, just day before yesterday or so, because I use songs of praise, you see. Uh, Mom Sarah and I went to the best schools in Nigeria, Anglican. 
I went to see her, and she went to St. Anne's. You know, seriously. And throughout the boarding house, every day, morning and night, we, we sing from those. So those songs are inbuilt inside me, you know. And we sing, you know, Oh, worship the King. That's what I sang this morning. My personal prayer. Above, Lord, gratefully sing of His power and His love. Our shield and defender, the ancient of days. Pavilion in splendor and girded with praise. Then I sing it in tongues. La fragle ne frei, na schke frog lieven, na su fregle zen, ne scopra nihi fran, ne ne no ne ne schufran, na gli ne freno fren, na fragle ne no schufran. My Lord and my King, how I love you, Lord. You did first love me and gave me your Son, your blood, life, and power to save and raise me. To show forth your glory, my God and my King. Tongues interpretation. It came on the spot. I want to ask you, how many minutes did that take? I did in less than five minutes. What I just did now. Do it daily. Find a song you are familiar with. Sing it in the spirit. Sing it in the understanding. Sing it in the spirit. Then sing the interpretation. You know what's going to happen? You will learn to flow with the spirit. Then you will develop intimacy with him. And it's not for sure. The Bible says, when you enter that closer, shut that door. Number two. After you do it's in sequence. You pray for more of the fruit of the spirit. Uh, David, there's a typo here. This is Galatians 5.22, not 3.22. Any Christian that doesn't know that scripture, he needs to be prayed for. <laughs> Immediately you see that scripture, you will know that. Ah, this is a, it's 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control, and patience. But every day we pray, Father, give me more. I know you have. But more, more. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self And then I, I, I endure long and I'm patient and kind. All five minutes. It's like, you know, the doctors will tell you. It's not how much you eat, but how well you eat. I sit, we eat eba. <laughs> eh? With very little protein and very little uh, 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 fruits and vegetables. The guy's going to have kwashoko. His head will be fat like this. His stomach will be like this. If you eat the, the sweetest in the spirit, the right thing, that's what I'm giving you by the grace and the mercy of God. Number three, pray for more of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Use the Pauline prayers. Ephesians 1, 
And then all the others, Colossians 1, you know, you find in our app, there's a prayer I did there. I, I compacted all of those prayers together in one short prayer. God, give me more of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And I want to share something with you. I shared it some months ago or a year ago. You see, the attitude of humility and the fruit of the spirit is what's going to open the door for revelation. If you pray number three and the you haven't done number one and number two, the answer to number three will be hindered. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the hardness of their hearts. Number four, pray for more strength in the inner man. This is what God likes scriptures. The, the, the base there is Ephesians 3. Strengthen with might. By your spirit. It's a specialized life scripture. Then other life scriptures, you know, fill your heart with life. Then number five, praying tongues. Look at where tongues is. It's number five on the ladder. You can't jump to number five and leave all these other ones. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, say if I don't have love, just making noise. A lot of our tongues is noise because Jesus is in the basement. He's not in the presidential suite. Hello, somebody. Give me a wave offering. Are you fighting with me? I'm going to finish now. I know you want to go and eat rice. I too, I'm going to eat rice this afternoon. Then pray in the spirit for at least one or two hours. Again, see where this is. Look at the, you can see the arrows. You see, praying in the spirit must have this foundation. That's why the scripture says in Jude, it says, praying in the Holy Ghost on your most holy faith. The word of God is the foundation on which you pray in tongues. When that foundation is not there, tongues is noise. That's why people don't like praying in tongues for long. They pray in tongues, they get headache. They pray in tongues, you know, their, their mind is wandering all over the whole place. But when all this is in sequence, you will enjoy communion and fellowship. You know what the Bible calls tongues? A refresher. He said, with the stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak on his people? He said, this is the what? Refreshing. Why is it refreshing? Because when you're praying in tongues, you get revelation. God talks to you. You enjoy communion and fellowship with God. This is why the yoke is easy and the burden is light. It's not a burden. In fact, you won't want it to finish. You find you pray one, two hours. And there's where good man just really help you. It's a forum where people pray together. And because of the corporate anointing, it acts like a boost. And you know, because there are other people, you're hearing other people, you won't sleep. It helps you to do it. Somebody is laughing. <laughs> because they sleep. Where you sleep, you put Jesus in the garage. Don't put him in the garage. Take him out. Put him in the presidential suite. We're going to close in a minute. Then, number three. Six, balance Bible reading. See where Bible reading is. Is when these prayers are being done that the script, look at it, the script is in one of the other things I taught us. You open your heart, you open the heavens, then you open the scriptures. Then you will not be reading the letter, you'll be reading the spirit. Number six, or number seven, you know, watching and praying always. You keep the commandment of life and love every six hours. With all this one there, you find it's easy to do. 
Stand to your feet. We've got to close. The only problem here is priority. It's just that important. To do this thing or implementing this causes you to tithe your time. The tithe of your time is 2.4 hours a day. And it's not just 2.4 hours. It's the first 2.4 hours. That's how the tithe is. That is how you put him in the presidential suite. You make room for Jesus. Room of your time. Room of your priority. No, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. You, I'll tell you what's going to suffer. Your movies, your books, your social media, Facebook, FaceTime. Remove. Don't, God doesn't even say you remove them. Just drop, drop them down. Where you are spending one hour, spend 15 minutes. You will find you have time for God. What is important to you? Of course you can. Of course you can. Go to bed early. Go to bed early. Because you're not spending two hours watching a silly movie. You put the movie in the presidential suite. Then you put Jesus in the garage. Reverse the order. Put Jesus in the presidential suite. And put the movie in the garage. You can still watch movies, but put them in the garage. You watch them once in a while when you have time. You don't pray. You don't, you don't do them. You, so you'll find that then you have time for this. It will not disturb your life. I was reading Time magazine or, or online. You know, it's, it's common knowledge now. The psychiatrists and the medical people will tell you. They've now discovered that it's a lie. You don't need eight hours a day. Yes, they've done the research. research. They're like, no, no, you don't. You need five, six hours a day. Yeah, you sleep well. Look at me. I'm 64 years old. I'm very good health. My wife and I get up every day, 3.30 in the morning. And we're not retiring, we're retiring. Amen. It's going to get better and better. Because you see, when you give Jesus his place, then he will renew your youth like the regals. He will strengthen you. What one person is spending 10 hours on research to do, you will spend three hours and you will see more than that person who is doing 10 hours because you sought first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all the other things. You will find, he said, my times are in thy hand. God will, what, what a person, one and one a person is spending, they say, I have a time. Where, where, where is Kyle Dolakbade? One of my professors. Uh, see, mommy, oh, uh, praise the Lord. She's been here. She's been here. She was sitting over. She didn't want to disrupt the service. You know, you know, Kyle Dolopade, one of my, he's a prof now, one of my pastors, you know, this is about 20 years ago. He wasn't coming for prayer in the afternoon. Uh, I said, Kyle, why are you coming for prayer? He said, I have to go to the lab. I said, what lab? I said, what lab? I said, I don't, I'm not saying you shouldn't go to lab. I said, but put priority. And he said, he didn't get offended. Kyle didn't get offended. He took my counsel. And from that day till today, he will come for the three-hour prayers in the, in the afternoon and all that, you know. Then during the week, you know, if you know, if you, how many people came for his, um, 
inaugural lecture. He is the most cited professor in veterinary medicine in the area of the brain. He's called all over the world. They gave him a place in Pennsylvania. He turned it down for spiritual reasons because he was going to lead Zion City Fellowship. He's still writing paper. He just got a new grant from the German, you know, the, the German government, you know, for the research that he's doing. He and his wife travel all over the world all the time. And many of these our professors do the same thing. They are human beings. Look at this Dr. Williams and Yemisi. Yemisi is going, you know, in the next year now, for some thoughts, he has this professor in Italy that has just liked her work. And said, come to Italy and come and do some more research. When you prioritize God, God will prioritize you. Don't let them tell you that, ah, you don't do it though. If you do it, you know, it's going to steal your time. It's the exact opposite. Satan is the one who is stealing your time because you did not put God first priority. Because you put him in the garage instead of the presidential suite. These are people who are putting him in the presidential suite and it's working. Look at Professor Bosse. She just got her professorship. And I've been prophesying it for some years. I said, don't mind them. You're already a professor. The God has not revealed it to them. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. They backdated it about four or five years. Pastor doesn't miss prayer meetings. Gets up early in the morning. I'm not talking about today. I'm talking about 20 years. 20, 20. I'll be mommy. 20, 25 years. She'll be there with mommy and all that. You know, but she still does her research. And what other people are spending five hours, ten hours to do. You do two, three hours, God will show you the way. He says you will be head and not tail. Above only and not beneath. Put him in the presidential palace. Stop keeping him in the garage. Let us pray. Let's talk to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.